Happy Monday, October 4th, everyone. I hope you all had a stellar, eventful weekend. I had a pretty eventful weekend. Not that, like, anything crazy happened, but I was out, you know, out and about making the most of it. It was blistering hot here in L.A., which is, you know, it's, it's you know, one of the perks of moving here. But sometimes, like, when it cools down, it's preferable, the weather. And starting Tuesday, for at least on the weather app, the next seven days, it's going to be in the 70s and high 60s, so the low 70s and high 60s, which is, like, perfect ideal weather for a Los Angelino. Um, because you have the sun and you have the beautiful weather and the clear skies, but you have the cooler air. So it's, like, crisp and cool, and you can wear sweaters, but you can go outside. And then the evening is even cooler, so then you can wear jackets and layer and look fabulous, which I live for. So... You know, four days of, like, blistering hot weather for, like, a week and a half of cool air. I'll take it. I'm living for it. And then going for hikes isn't so bad because you're not drenched in sweat. It's just, you know, one of the perks of living in L.A. But um, it was a very nice weekend. I got a lot done. Very productive. Uh, I got to sleep in, which is really nice. I mean, I usually sleep in during the week, but, like, um, when my dog sleeps with me, because he switches off between me and my best friend, when my dog sleeps with me, you know, I have a king-size bed. But, you know, dogs, they, like, to edge their parents off the bed. So my dog takes up the whole bed and they get, like, one tiny corner. And then what my dog loves to do is, like, enwrap himself in my legs. So I sleep with my legs, like, curled, and he gets in the curl part and, like, snuggles up. It's so cute, both um, above the sheet, uh, above the duvet and under the duvet. And then, you know, in the middle of the night, he'll, like, I, I'll wake up and I'll feel something scratching in my arm. And it's my dog wanting to go underneath, which is really cute. But I still like to say, like, you know, I wake up two or three times in the middle of the night to have to adjust myself or let my dog under the covers or out of the covers so I don't get a full night's sleep which is fine. Like, I totally get it. Like, I, I'm not complaining because I'm sure parents of babies, like, have to wake up multiple times a night, which thankfully I don't. Um, but it's, like, basically the same thing with a dog. So, I don't know. But anyways, it's healthy to say. So, I, this past week, my dog was at my, was not at my, at my house. So, I got to sleep, which is wonderful. But you know what? I'm getting him back Tuesday. So, I'm living for it. Um, but aside from that, yeah, just pretty chill, low-key weekend. Um, yeah, nothing, like, news-breaking happened, I guess. At least nothing that came across my desk that I was like, oh, I have to jump on and record because, you know, I do do that. I'm always on the lookout for, you know, stories. I mean, there was something, a little update with regards to Dog the, the Bounty Hunter and Brian Laudry, but uh, I was like, I don't want to jump on and give him any more airtime because I just want to enjoy my weekend, which is what I did. So, yeah, but I have four great stories for you guys today, two of which have to do with J-Law, and I don't really get to talk about her that much, which is why I'm really excited to have two stories about her because I do love talking about her and her... Pregnancy look uh, that that I've seen on Instagrams and whatnot is just chef's kiss, premium, just perfection. So yeah, but anyways, um, let's let's get into our story to start our Monday off. The story of the weekend, I guess. I don't. I think this came out on the yesterday. So well, two days ago, Saturday. Um, Emily Ratajkowski, you know, queen, gorgeous. She was in the Entourage movie. Bestie of, bestie of Kim K. Emily Ratajkowski accuses Robin Thicke, you know, the Blurred Line singer, son of Alan Thicke from Growing Pains, um, accuses Alan, uh, Robin Thicke of groping her on set of Blurred Lines video, a new book, a report. This is from People Magazine. But before I get into this story, this is really interesting because Robin Thicke is the son of Alan Thicke who played Alan Seaver on Growing Pains. And Growing Pains is one of my all-time favorite shows of all time. It was like a staple of my youth. And I just watched a SAG after interview with Leonardo DiCaprio about his career from 2013 or 2014. And he brought up Growing Pains. And it's like a really interesting interview. You should guys watch it if you're a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio and his um, his work, his body of work. You should watch the interview. It's it's fabulous. But anyways, um, it's weird that I'm talking about this and I was like literally just reading about watching Growing Pains. Anyways, okay. Um, Emily Ratajkowski has reportedly accused Robin Thicke of groping her in an excerpt from her upcoming debut bo- book, My Body, <clears throat> The Model 30. 
recounted the moment from the set of the music video for Thick's 2013 single Blurred Lines, for which she and two other models appeared topless for an uncensored, uncensored excuse me, version in a passage published by the Sunday Times. In the excerpt, Radikowski wrote that she initially enjoyed working on the music video, which featured an all-female crew, until she and Thick 44 were alone on set. Quote, Suddenly, out of nowhere, I felt the coolness and foreignness of a stranger's hands cupping my bare breasts from behind. She wrote, I instinctively moved away, looking back at Robin Thicke. Representatives for Robin Thicke and Emily Ratajkowski did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. Quote, he smiled a goofy grin and stumbled backwards in his eyes concealed behind his glasses. My head turned into the darkness beyond the set. The director, Diane Martell's voice cracked as she yelled out to me, are you okay? She continued. Martell reportedly confirmed the account to the Sunday Times. Quote, I screamed... I screamed in my very aggressive Brooklyn voice, what the F are you, why, what the F are you doing? That's it. The shoot is over, she recalled, adding Robbins sheepishly apologized as if she knew, as if he knew it was wrong without understanding how it might have felt for Emily. She noted that, quote, everything had been very sweet and enjoyable until then, and she threatened to shut down production. Though when she checked on Radikowski, the model, quote, was very professional and said we could go on. That's a good director. That is, that is, um, huge shout out to, what is this director's name? Diane Martell for doing that. And that's, you know, that's one of the, uh, I guess, obvious reasons, but one of the great reasons of having a female director when you're a female and you're in a um, very vulnerable vulnerable position. It reminds me of when, um, not that anything happened between Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson, but Sam Taylor Johnson, who's a female director of the Fifty Shades of Grey first movie, and obviously that, that was a very, very revealing movie for, um, um, uh, I literally just said her name, Dakota Johnson. Speaking of Dakota Johnson, she's literally, I mean, literally I'm obsessed with her. She's gorgeous, fabulous, she's crushing it, but my favorite movie of Dakota Johnson's is in Fifty Shades of Grey. It's Beastly with Alex Pettifer, Vanessa Hutchins, Neil Patrick Harris. It's an iconic movie. It's where, it's like basically a modern rendition of Beauty and the Beast, but like Alex Pettifer is the Beast, Mary-Kate Olsen's in it, she's the witch, um... It's literally, it's iconic. Oh, yeah, it was Mary-Kate Olsen's, I think, last adjunct, last, last acting project, but she was so chic and stylish, and I think I'm going to watch it tonight. It's so iconic. But anyways, I say all that to say, more female directors, please. Um, Radikowski added that Thicke was, quote, a little drunk and didn't seem to be enjoying himself in the same way during filming. The I Feel Pretty actress wrote that the incident made her feel, quote, naked for the first time that day. And she was, quote, desperate to minimize the weight of the situation. I pushed my chin forward and shrugged, avoiding eye contact, feeling the heat of humiliation pump through my body, Radikowski noted, quote, I didn't react, not really, not like I should have. With that one gesture, Robin Thicke had reminded everyone on set that we women weren't actually in charge. I didn't have any real power as the naked girl dancing around in the music video. I was nothing more than a hired mannequin, she wrote. Although Martell intended to subvert power dynamics of the video with the half-naked models mocking him in the male gaze, the single has long been scrutinized for promoting rape culture. Quote, I know you want it. Thick croons throughout the track, which earned him two Grammy Award nominations and spent 12 consecutive weeks atop the Billboard Top 100. Um, quote, we had no negative intentions when we made the record, but we made the video, Thick told the New York Post in Feb. Continuing quote, but then it did open up a conversation that needed to be had. It doesn't matter what your intentions were when you wrote the song. The people were being negatively affected by it. And I think now, obviously, culture society has moved into a completely different place. You won't see me making any videos like that ever again. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible that um, Emily Ratajkowski endured that, of course, humiliation. But I'm really glad that she had a an ally in the director who has, uh, obviously, a, a substantial voice um, and power, you know. Um, but shame on Robin Thicke. And let me tell you something. <laughs> I have nothing he is. I could have a looking, good looking of a man. I think Alan Thicke is way better looking, even though, you know, Alan Thicke is obviously a much older man. But like, are you kidding me? Mr. Seifer was like the iconic male, you know, him and Joanna Kearns who played M Mrs. Seaver, the wife on the show. Iconic. Such a great, great couple. And then 
the brother, the sister, and then Leonardo DiCaprio was, of course, on it. He played, um, you know, like the, 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 I don't know, not stepson, but sort of the new fam, new Seaver who they welcomed in. Um, but then obviously his dad adopted him back and then, um, Leonardo DiCaprio left the show. So, yum. Anyways, on to our second story from TMZ. Kanye West, once again, in the news and the headlines for literally being a boss and, you know, just paving forward in terms of his entrepreneurial spirit. Kanye West, move over Steve Jobs, I'm a techie now. Literally love reading this. Kanye West has always been obsessed with Apple and in his latest possible venture could put Yeezy in direct competition with the tech giant. Well, we'll see about that. But, you know, this is really exciting news. According to legal docs obtained by TMZ, Ye's company filed a trademark application on September 21st to slap the name Donda, obviously we all know his late mother's name, on a slew of TechLine products. And by the looks of things, this line could be one hell of an empire. Kanye is looking to lock up the rights to slap Donda on a bunch of electronics, including tablet computers, audio speakers, and surround sound systems. It seems he took a page out of Steve Jobs' playbook over at Apple, because Kanye wants to emboss Donda on wearable computers in the nature of smartwatches, smart glasses, wearable activity trackers, and protective flip covers for tablet computers. Dr. Day may also be on his mind because Kanye may also put his mom's name on earbuds, headphones, wireless headsets um, for tablet computers, and wireless headsets for mobile phones. If Kanye has his way, he might do the same to the wireless receivers in the form of jewelry and smart rings. It also looks like he wants Donna on downloadable electronic publications in the nature of books, magazines, journals, brochures, leaflets, pamphlets, and newsletters, all in the field of music and entertainment news. The news comes on the heels of Kanye filing paperwork to slap his name on a slew of homeware products. Dude's keeping busy. You know, this actually... I'm surprised he didn't do this sooner. I mean, Dr. Dre with Beats, I love, I, I mean, I don't own Beats, but I've listened to them, they're great. I'm surprised Kanye doesn't have a, a line of headphones because, you know, he's a musical guy and he obviously knows sound and bass and beat and rhythm um, and how sound should work. And he's obviously, he's notoriously famous for being very uh, specific and critical of his music. Um, so I think this is a great marriage. And as for computers and electronics, I think it's awesome. Good for Kanye. I think this is a really cool um, new endeavor for him and it's just going to make him and Kim even more uh, profitable and valuable and leave literally a fortune for their four kids. Um, but really exciting. Good for Kanye. I like that he's, um, you know, keeping busy. And I think this this is what he's destined to do. He's not destined to be in some, you know, stanky old White House. No offense, I love Joe Biden. But like, you know, Kanye is not meant to be the president. He's meant to be an innovator and a creator and an artist. And of course, Joe Biden's an artist. He's like, who I want to be in the White House. But Kanye, you know, Kanye is a visionary. He needs to create art. And that is, to me, I mean, I pay more attention to art than I do politics so yeah good for kanye um love to see it and love his entrepreneurial spare girlfriend um now our final two stories of the day so i have four stories like i said before are about our queen jennifer lawrence but the first story comes of jennifer and jayla um, jennifer and jayla jayla and one of her besties amy schumer out in the streets of new york advocating for you know the, the important things in life this is from page six pregnant jennifer lawrence attends rally for abortion justice with amy schumer Jennifer Lawrence put her baby bump on full display at the Rally for Abortion Justice in Washington, D.C. on Saturday. I'm sorry, for Washington, D.C., but I know Jennifer lives in New York, as does Amy. The actress, who's expecting her first child with husband Cook Maroney, attended the Women's March and Planned Parenthood-supported rally with her pal Amy Schumer, who documented the outing on IG. Lawrence, chic in a checkered dress and a denim jacket, proudly held up a sign that read, quote, women can't be free if they don't control their bodies, while Schumer stated, abortion is essential. In the caption for the pic, Schumer referenced her recent surgery to have both her appendix and uterus removed due to extensive endometriosis. Quote, I don't have a uterus and she is pregnant, but we have, but we out here, the comedian wrote. Lawrence, 31, and Schumer, 40, attended the rally to show support for abortion rights in response to Texas enacting Senate Bill 8, a law banning abortion after six weeks of pregnancy with no exceptions for incest and rape, um, which has, of course, been very controversial in the headlines. 
Protesters were also hoping to be seen and heard ahead of the Supreme Court's upcoming hearing regardless regarding Mississippi lawmakers' request to overturn Roe versus Wade case, according to Routers. Um, there were 650 events happening in Washington at the time. Uh, it's great to see, you know, uh, these two these two very powerful queens um, out on the streets really advocating for what's right and also using their platform for good. Um, and they look fabulous and, you know, clapping, cheering, loving, and uh, they're how awesome that they're going to be moms together. And this brings, us to our, this brings us to our fourth story, fourth and final, from E! News, Jennifer Lawrence bears baby bump for one of her cutest maternity looks. I've been seeing so many paparazzi photos of Jennifer Lawrence out and about, more so now that she's pregnant, that she's pregnant than when she wasn't. So I love it. Love to see it. Maybe that's why she was at home trying to get pregnant with her man, because her man is very good looking. Obviously, she's like the face of Dior. She's gorgeous. The mama to be is fit and fab. Pregnant actress Jennifer Lawrence showcased an adorable and sporty maternal maternity style as she stepped out in New York City on Sunday, yesterday, October 3rd. The Oscar winner showcased her bare baby bump for the first time while wearing a black cropped tank top and matching leggings and flat sandals. Also, she's carrying a gorgeous Dior bag, which maybe, like, you know, she's out trying to get a photograph of this specific Dior bag because she's the face of Dior. Maybe it's part of her contract. But you know what? Even in the show, it's more content for, more Jennifer Lawrence content for, like, a stance. Jennifer's rep confirmed one month ago that the star is expecting her first trial with husband Cook Maroney. The two married in October 2019. After largely keeping out of the spotlight for more than a year amid the COVID-19 pandemic and while juggling a busy filming schedule, Jennifer has been spotted out in public more often since her pregnancy was confirmed. I literally just said that. Um, the star, who recently shot the drama movie Red, White, and Water, has showcased a number of cute pregnancy styles during her outings in recent weeks and appears to prefer maternity outfits that are as comfortable as they are fabulous. By the way, you guys, she literally... She's glowing. I mean, all pregnant women I see are, like, glowing. And Jennifer is no exception. Oh, she's wearing, like, a fabulous sporty outfit with some jewelry, her hair up, and um, this gorgeous Dior bag that I, like, literally need. And she's listening to music. I, like, wonder what she's listening to. Um, and then another outfit, she's wearing a colorful jumpsuit. And another outfit, she's wearing all black with, a, like, a trench coat and a hat. Another outfit, she's wearing a denim jacket and a gray dress. Another outfit, she's wearing a polka dot jet. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is just crushing it with style. By the way, oh, I forgot to tell you this in the beginning of the episode. So I've been watching, i literally obsessed with the Rachel Zoe Project. I was obsessed with it when it was on, but obviously, you know, I haven't watched it for years and years and years. But I'm, like, rediscovering it. So I'm watching all the episodes. You guys, it is such a good show. Taylor, Brad, and Rachel. You know, obviously, Rachel and Brad have gone off on their own, and I don't know what the situation is, but, you know, they're all not together anymore. <gasps> iconic and i love rachel zoe bananas you look bananas i mean rachel zoe is iconic she i mean i watched that show before i moved to la and it's weird because a lot of the places i mean the, the office with the rachel zoe studios it's literally right down the street from my apartment and i walk i drive by it all the time but she doesn't work out of there anymore but she did for some time and it's really crazy to like be right where i would watch a show that i was that like you know i loved and made me happy and it's so cool it's one of those pinchy moments um but I love rediscovering shows like that. It's iconic and it's one of my it's one of the earlier Bravo shows. Oh, they should bring it back. Different time. But I, I say all that to say because Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Rachel Zoe used to be Jennifer Lawrence's stylist, which is iconic. I mean, it makes sense. But yeah. So everybody, that is our Monday episode. Hope it was a good one. It was quick, but you know, I have things I gotta do. It's the start of the week. Um, and who knows what other stories gonna come up during this week, which I'm really looking forward to. So yeah. With that being said, I'm Andrew DeVitri. The Mistress of Pop Culture, here to bring you all things pop culture race. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. As always, I really appreciate it. You can stream my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox Radio, iTunes, the podcast app, 
uh, on the iPhone, basically anywhere a podcast stream, maybe other apps that I don't know about, which, you know, what I just sit down and actually go through my analytics and like, see what the hell my podcast is like doing out in the world. Like who's listening to it? Because obviously I have really good numbers. Cause like I'm out here doing it. Um, but aside from that, I'm going to go get a coffee now at Soul Coffee on Melrose, which is right by where I live, which is simply fabulous on the vine. I'm going to have a coffee, come back here, take a poop, which is great. Go out and do some errors, probably come back and take another poop because you know, coffee does that to me. And then I'm going to live my best life because that's what I do. All right, everybody have a great week and I'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.